Welcome to the Think Generational Podcast, episode number 90. And I am your host, Amir Estimo. And thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this episode. As I always say, I always like to open up each episode with thanks and gratitude. And the fact that you're taking the time to listen to this podcast is much appreciative. And I hope today I can bring some value to you. Do me a favor. Actually, before we jump into this episode, this po- this podcast is sponsored by Amirson and Amirson Financial. Amirson Financial is a company that specializes in credit education and helping people save money and get out of debt so they can build generational wealth. So, if you'd like to learn more about Amirson Financial, you can reach us at our Instagram page at Amirson Financial. Website coming soon. Okay, now, today's episode is inspired by a book I read. It's called The Wealth Choice Success, the Wealth Choice Success Secrets of Black Millionaires. So, today's episode is going to be, I'm going to share the five rules that these elite black millionaires live by. And this book was actually written by Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. And again, again, the name of the book is The Wealth Choice, Success, Secrets of Black Millionaires. Okay, so before we get into the episode also, if you enjoy the content, leave a five-star review. That's the only way this, this content is going to be found. Rate and review the podcast also. If you enjoy the content, share it. With someone, hopefully this podcast could be of value to someone. And this can help change their financial future just like it's helped changing mine. Okay, so Dennis Kimbrough wrote this book called The Wealth Choice Success Secrets of Black Millionaires. And I will pinpoint you to this chapter. I think it's the, let's see, it's uh, it's chapter number seven. And it's called, so there's seven there's actually so there's seven wealth uh, things that these people live by. Seven. These are like basically like there's seven laws. That's what I meant to say. Seven laws of this is secret. The success secrets of black millionaires. So there's the seven laws, and then there's five rules. So I'm going to start with these five rules, and then next week I'll actually go over the seven laws. Okay, but let's start with these five rules, and it's probably stuff that you have not heard before and it's probably hearing it and I'm probably regurgitating it, but it's pretty, it goes to show you is if people are talking about these things and are doing these things and they're talking about it and it's consistently doing, you hear someone else talk about it and they're successful and so on and so on. That goes to tell you that this is something that maybe you should take notice of. Maybe you should apply to your life. Even for me, apply to my life then this is because if this person here, I'm trying to get to a certain destination in life and they're already there and they have, they have these, they have these rules or laws, whatever, um, in place. I think it's only going to be beneficial to us as we continue this, we continue this search or taking actions because again, you don't want to wait till later. You want to do it now. And there is so much stuff that's out there that you can learn. But I think 
simplifying it and then not just going into this information overload, but just find five things and then just stick to that. So, and if you just stick to these five things, you will have success in life. So the number one rule in, in this particular order, the first rule is the best, the best investment will always be in yourself. Your vet, the best investment will always be you. There is a stock symbol. And I'm pretty sure if you invest in this stock symbol, put as much money as you can, it's called Y-O-U. And if you don't understand, that's you. The best investment will always be in you. You will return the best rate investment. If you invest $50 in something, let's just say you start investing into stocks. And let's say you start investing $50, right? That's just a small increment of money, right? But let's say that money, that $50 turns into a thousand. Then that thousand turns into a million. And that million turns into a hundred million and so on and so on, right? It started because you invested in yourself. It's not, I would hope that if you invest into the stock market, you're just not putting money into something that you don't understand. You'll go there, you get to understand, you understand how to stop, you understand if you put in this money, you go and get educated. And then with your education and action leads you to now you're now a billionaire. It started with you. So the best investment, rule number one, will always be you. You will always have the highest returns when you invest in yourself. You will always continually grow as a person because to get to another level, even if let's say business, you need someone who's already there that can help mentor you there. So now what you're doing is investing in yourself. When you go off to some, if you're young, you're listening to this podcast, you go off to college, you're investing in yourself. Okay. So that's rule number one. Rule number two, managing your finances is your responsibility. This podcast, I would say it's not made for kids. And I'm not trying to downgrade anybody or anything like that. Please don't take this offensive. What I mean is when it comes to your finances and your finances, that's your responsibility. No one's going to help. Not your mom, not your dad. Like I cannot sit there and complain and say, well, I was not given the tools. It's my fault. Well, I'm not at where I'm at. I'm not where I'm at. I want to be. Sorry, I'm not where I want to be. I can't blame that on anybody except myself. It's my fault. So if this point on, I say, you know what? I am taking accountability. I am taking responsibility for my finances and my action. And let's say a year from now, I'm still in that same. I'm taking responsibility and action. I am doing that. And then the next year, I'm still doing the same thing again. It's your fault. You have to be able to understand and I had to understand this at a very young age, too, is that I remember being in college and my dad gave me a call and we were talking. I had two younger brothers and we were on his car insurance. So might I tell you, I'm seven to six years older than my brothers, my second and third brother. So <clears throat> uh, my first and second. Sorry. And then he goes and tells me, he's like, here I am, 22 years old. It's about to be 23. And then he tells me, he says, son, I said, yes, dad. He said, it's time for you to 
go out into the world. You mind tell you, I've been in college for four years, so I was already in the world. And he goes and tells me, he says, I won't be able to pay your car insurance anymore. And then that, from that point on, it made me realize that I really have to grow up. And sometimes some people, they need certain circumstances to happen to them, whether it's maybe getting married early, having kids at a very young age. But that doesn't necessarily mean you didn't. My path, because I had a kid when that happened, I had a kid six, seven. I think I had my I had a kid six to seven years. I had my daughter 10 years later. But what I'm saying is, is that. You have to go through experience in life to just, man, I had to realize I'm on my own. I got to make this happen on my own. So I had to. So I had to make decisions and maybe go stay with my parents for a year and then go back out. I know it was a temporary thing, but it was what needed to be done. Sometimes you just can't be too prideful. You, you got you to gotta probably take some steps back, but just understand your situation is temporary. So if you're not where you want to be in life, it's no one's fault except yours. You have to figure that out. Okay? Rule number three, get your spending under control. America has a big time problem in spending. And I was even reading, uh, I think, I think in the same book too, he mentioned that, and I don't know how dated these numbers are but actually you know what um i think the most recent if i'm wrong if i'm correct someone can if i'm incorrect somebody can correct me on this but i think most recent uh 2020 with all the stimulus checks and stuff that came out black people black african americans black people they were spending a trillion dollars but the money wasn't that it wasn't you spend a trillion dollars but you don't have double that in savings. The average savings was below $1,000, they say. So you spend a trillion dollars, but you're not putting any money away. And this to me, this rule, I think these rules, rule number two and rule number three, to me is was eye-openers for me. And Jay-Z, he has a saying, he says, if I can't buy it twice, you can't afford it. Think about it. If you can't buy something twice, you can't afford that. So why do it? And we, we want to be able to keep up with the latest fashion, cars, house. How many times you hear these stories about these athletes and entertainers how they go broke. Mike Tyson was a prime example. He made over a hundred million dollars in boxing. He went bankrupt. MC Hammer went bankrupt. He made thirty million dollars. Went bankrupt. The most recent, you had these athletes participating in insurance claims scandals. False insurance claims, right? So now they're getting arrested and now they're going to do time. So all these things adds up. And if you don't get your spending under control, you won't be able to grow wealth. You won't be able to 
retire. You won't be able to spend more time with your family, have financial independence, have financial freedom. You won't have these things. And the reason you won't have these things is because you don't spend, you want to live above your means. And we all go through that. We do. But sometimes you have to scale back and realize instead of having that $3,000 a month mortgage payment, but I'm living in somewhere in a nice area, right? But I can't afford it. I got a Tesla car payment. I got an Escalade car payment, right? My, my, my credit card spending is out of control. I'm maxing out my credit cards. You're living above your means. So you have to, I think rule number three was an eye opener because I even went, these, this was an eye opener for me, me and my wife most recently. Are we going above, above uh, are we living above our means right now? Right? So you want to think of these things and you want to understand that to grow wealth, you have to be smart with money. And you have to understand that you don't need to say yes to everything. I, re- I recorded an episode most recently, and the episode was talking about saying no. You got to learn to say no. You got to learn to say no to things that maybe, like I remember a couple of last week, I saw these two, I saw these two sh- pants, and I was like, man, you know what? I should buy these pants. I really did. I had the urge. I was just like, I'll just pull out my credit card and swipe it. But then I had to realize, I stopped and thought about it. I was like, you know what? I, I got some pants. I got some pants. So I went home later on that evening and I went into my closet and I seen I had three rolls of pants. I said, I didn't need those. I really didn't need it. And it's just little, I mean, it's just little things like that. You, you know, it's, it's just these little things like that that you have to say no to. Buying maybe... Instead of buying the most expensive, you know, going out, eating to the restaurant, maybe cook your food instead. You got to learn how to say no. So that was a that was pretty intriguing for me. And then rule number four, pay yourself first. Saving is permissible. And I tell you, I think I alluded to this last week's episode 89, talking about multiple streams of income and. And I alluded to this, um, me and my wife has the savings that we're doing. And basically what it is, I, I could probably explain a lot better this time, is let's say your money goes up $2 a day. So for example, it's $2 the first day, then it's $4, $6, $8, and so on and so on. So, but what we're doing is we're paying, we have an online savings account that we're using, we're depositing the money in there. And the reason we're doing that is because we don't want to, I mean, we just don't want to be able to have such quick access to the money. So it's almost like we want to be able to set it and forget it. And then at the end of the month, we go back and look into that account and we say, okay, all right, we need to get some bills paid. So what this does is it gives us a chance to not only increase our savings rate, one and then two it also gives us a a chance to pay down some debt so we looked at our credit card debt and we say okay what can we do to pay down these credit card so we're trying this method out we're going to try it for the next six months so we will 
I will continue talking about it. But I mean, what it, you could do whatever works for you. But ultimately, you got to be able to save money. Because when you hear, when you read or you hear statistics like the U.S. government, I mean, the Americans, more than 40% of America doesn't have $1,000 of savings in their account. I talked about this, uh, alluded to this last week's episode, 89, talking about multiple streams of income. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check it out. I gave 10 reasons why you should have multiple streams of income. And one of them is you want to be able to save money so you could be able to even retire. You don't want your money. You don't want to constantly be spending, 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 and then you're living above your means. And let's say you have that job and then the job decides to let you go. Right. So if the job decides to let you go. What if you only have one stream of income? And let's say even if you have that one stream of income, what if you don't have enough savings? Emergency fund. Those are reasons why you need multiple streams of income. So you could be able to increase your savings rate. And this show, I will stand by this. Financial literacy and education equals wealth. Okay? But what I'm standing by this too is multiple streams of income. And I don't also, I don't want to be just saying it. I want to do it too. I want to be part of this. This is not, this podcast is just not for you guys, folks. This podcast is for me too, because I have to be able to stand by what I say on this podcast and multiple streams of income. You cannot have just one streams of income. Once you get one settled down, create another source of income. And there's different ways you can do that. Real estate, stocks, where there's dividend stocks, having a business venture, network marketing. Network marketing is a great aspect to create multiple streams of income. Because network, network marketing gives you an opportunity to not only help with growing a network, but it also helps you increase your sales and it helps you build confidence. So that's another re- that's another sorry, that's another way to say increase savings is having multiple streams of income so you can increase your savings rate. Right. So that's primarily and what you it says that you should you should save 10% of your income so 10% of your income so if you make $5000 a month you should be able to put $500 away and if you did a math that's $6000 a year and let's say you put that into a Roth IRA you would max fund your Roth IRA a Roth IRA I will touch about this in later episodes what's the difference I realized I never really talked about the different types of investments like 401ks, IRAs. Is there any of them that I'm stock market, mutual funds? Is there any of them that I am a fan of or versus not? So I think I'll talk about these on later episodes. But however, savings, it's in you 
put 10% away. So that's $6,000 a year. So if you work, you make $70,000, you save, you have saved, you actually made $64,000, but you put away $6,000. You saved that money. So now you're living off $64,000 a year. Then your taxes and all that extra stuff. Or what if that's after, after tax, okay? Another, and then the last one is make your money work hard as you do. Make your money work hard as you do. And one th- another thing, this podcast is Think Generational Wealth. We invest. We not only just invest in ourselves, we invest our money financially. We invest in people. And you say, well, what do you mean investing in people? Think about it. There's an article out. Read that right now. Shaquille O'Neal paid for 15 of his friends to go to school. He's investing in these people. Steve Harvey, I think, paid, uh, gave one of his son's friends money to go start a business instead of going to college. He's investing. That's why you want to grow well so you can invest in people and you can get a return. We have that's that's that serve people mentality, right? But you must invest in people, invest in yourself, invest financially. When you buy a product, when you buy a cell phone, you're investing in the product. My wife bought a those ninja blenders. She saw it on a commercial, say, Oh honey, we should get that, we should get that. Ninja Blender, and I said, okay, hon, after going back and forth, finally, I said, okay, go ahead and get it. We've had that same blender now for almost six years. We, she invested, we invested into that. We invested into the blender, and we, it's doing what it needs to do. It's an investment, folks. So you must, you must invest your money. Don't let your money just sit in the sideline. Now, I will say this again, disclaimer, I am not a financial advisor. This podcast is only for educational purposes only. And these are my opinions. These are not facts. So work with a financial advisor that can properly construct a plan for you in your retirement and your investments. What I'm saying is leaving money in the bank, earning less than 0.00 whatever, Versus putting that money and making it work for you. You cannot grow wealth if money is sitting in the bank. It just does not happen. You got to be able to invest. Invest small. Get yourself a Robinhood account, if anything. Open up a brokerage account. There's all sorts of companies. Fidelity. Charles Schwab. You can get yourself some low-cost ETFs. Mutual Fund. There's ways you can grow your money. Your money cannot grow if it's just sitting in the sideline. You cannot grow. You cannot build wealth by not investing and growing your money. It's like taking a bean, one piece of bean, putting it in the garden, right? Now it becomes more beans there's more beans sprouts and then there's other beans and all suddenly you got a next thing you know you probably have a whole garden of, of beans 
But it doesn't happen if it sits in your pocket, if you're saving it. <laughs> just think of it that way. If you were to just keep that one bean and you keep it in your pocket, it can't grow wealth. It's not going to grow. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope this podcast episode was of value to you. So again, let's go over. Let's recap. We have the five rules of wealth. These are from the book, The Wealth Choice Success Secrets of Black Millionaires by Dennis Kimbrough. And these are the five rules of he when he talked about various various millionaires or people who became millionaires and the struggles they had to go through. But he said one thing. These are the elites. These are the five rules they live by. Rule number one, the best investment will always be yourself. Rule number two, managing your finances is your responsibility. Rule number three, get your spending under control. Rule number four, pay yourself first. Saving is permissible. And then rule number five, make your money work as hard as you do. Okay. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this podcast. And I'm going to leave you with a quote for today. Deep focus, discipline. Deep focus, deep discipline. Until next week, much love. Appreciate y'all.